What's good, Coach Harfier? Seek first and Tiles. It's been a minute since Tiles and I have been able to get together. Manny Machado has signed. Bryce Harper has signed. LeBron James and the Lakers look like they're going to have a tough time getting into the playoffs. We had a little bit of time to discuss it. Let us know what you guys think. Greetings once again to the four corners of the earth. Coach Harv here, seek first and Tiles, my man, Mr. Tiles. What's good, man? It's been a minute, bro. It's been a little while. It's been a lot. And you know, it's baseball season, bro. It's spring training. I have my baseball team now. Two people that we've been waiting to sign contracts most of this offseason, even leading up to spring training, starting Manny Machado and Bryce Harper have deals inked. Let's start with Manny Machado, 10 years. 10 million in San Diego. What do you think of the deal? What do you think of his landing spot? I was shocked. I'm actually shocked that he actually ended up in San Diego. I thought he might end up in Chicago or um, somehow I thought he might be in LA. But uh, San Diego, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I mean, they have some young talent. We'll see what happens. Right. And you know, I kind of feel the same way because we heard him tied to Philly, where obviously Bryce Harper just signed it. We heard him tied to L.A., New York, all over. I was surprised as well. But I say good for San Diego, man. It's That's how baseball is now. Guys want to land where they want to land. Some of them are out there trying to get the money. Some are trying to get stability. I'm one that questions it, too. Yes, they have a nice, some nice pieces in place. When you think of some of their even outfielders like Manny Margot, but it's like you look at it as a whole, and my first thing was like, wow, San Diego was even in it? And then you heard Bryce Harper tied to them as well. And just like I had Bryce Harper tied to my San Francisco Giants, which I was like, that doesn't make sense either. It kind of gave me a little hope that, you know what, maybe he will land in San Francisco. That's an interesting right. landing spot for him to me and both Bryce Harper because they're in the divisions that they were just in, right? You have Manny Machado who was in L.A. Now he's going to see L.A. 19 times during the year. So that that's an interesting dynamic. I don't know how it's going to fit out um, or, or play out, I should say, but I guess we shall see. I'm surprised. As well. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, for Harper, to me, Harper, that was a good spot for him um, because I think you're going to see his numbers accelerate. Um, kind of like Ryan Howard when Ryan Howard was playing there. Lefty, sweet swing, small bait, small stadium, I think. You're going to see some swelling in Harper's numbers over the next two or three years. Uh, uh, excuse me, next four or five years. You're going to see some swelling. Agreed. And you say the next four to five years. He signed for 13 years, 313, 330 million. No opt out in that. So he is in Philadelphia for basically the duration of his career. Yeah, but Philly is like New York, right? And that fan base. Right. If. He, if he's not producing there, they're going to make it real tough for him to be in Philly. Right, and I, and I um, think it will. I, I think it could be tough. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be tough, especially because they have they have this history there. It's not like a team that doesn't have any history. True, they have history, meaning that you have um, a, you know Pete Rose, although Rose didn't stay there for his entire career, but right right um, away as a baseball guy, I think of Darren Dawson, Lenny Dykstra, those kind of guys, man, hard right, and then you know what I mean, and then you got third baseman that was there, so you yep. know Mike Schmidt, um, yep, Mike, you got Schmidt there, so you got you got Jimmy these Jimmy Rollins spent a lot of time there, 
Right. So you got this fan base that are used to marquee talent. Right. They're used to marquee talent, but they're used to marquee talent always producing. And we saw Harper in, in Washington that he didn't always produce. Um, not saying he has to produce every game, but there were they were spots, especially in the last two seasons in Washington, in, in key moments he did not produce. It almost seemed like he gave up on a team. Um, Philly fans are not going to – if that happens in Philly, they're going to let him hear about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. I love the landing spot for him because he is still young. It's a guy you put right into the middle of that lineup. With with young guys, right? On Jubal Herber, Herbera is still there. Reese Hoskins out of my alma mater at Sac State, man. He swing it well last year from the right hand side of the plate, and it's the team that we talked about a lot last year, leading up to the playoffs and wild cards with the NL East, where you have a young team that you know I love, Atlanta. Now I now feel instantly they're on an even playing field, so I'm excited for the season to start. To see them to see them go back and forth, but there are teams in that division. Your Mets, of course, the the Braves right. are still there. Washington, which is again, I love the landing the landing space for Bryce Harper because he now gets to see Washington also nineteen times a year with the balanced schedule. But here's the thing: I mean, Philly may not be done yet. That's yeah, that's exactly, what, and that's what I love they, about it. Right? They may not be done. Um, scouring free agency because. Remember, you still have some some balance shift shifters out there. Keiko is still out yep. there. He can be a balance shifter if he goes, to the, depending on where he goes. And then Kimbrel. you also Kimbrel's out. Frank Kimbrel's out there still. Absolutely. Depending on where those two guys land, and if they actually land in the same place, uh, that could shift the balance of power pretty quick, right? I mean, I've seen, I've heard that um, Atlanta for most of the sports. Pastors are still favored in that division, right. even after the Harper signing. Including with um, say it again. I said including with me. I'm staying with it, man. That's my squad. That's my squad. I, I, I think Philly. If Philly lands Keiko, Keiko is a good number two. If Philly lands a guy, I'm, I'm gonna say number three at this point. He doesn't throw hard enough. He had a rough year last year. It, the, the league, I, I don't know. The league catches up, bro. I mean, you know what? I could I could be wrong. It could be a great landing spot, but I do not see him as a two-starter, at least not in that rotation where you still have some of the arms. Ahead. Nola's probably their number one, and then you have your guy, Arietta, who you touted. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, and I think they have the best one-two combination um, as far as at the top at top of rotation guys in the, in the, in the National League East. Ooh, um, what about Scherzer and Strauss, fam, in Washington? I, th- I think they're number three. Really? I think it's – yeah, I think it's the Phillies top two, the Mets top two, then D.C.'s top two. And what are your two right now? Is it Wheeler and Noah? No, 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 no. DeGrom and Syndergaard. Oh, wow, that's right. How do I forget about Jacob DeGrom? Yeah, you might be right, man. Yeah, I think I think Washington's number three. High on Arietta as you are. I, if he does something this season, I'll give him some more credit. But until then, I, I'm 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 thinking he's of yesteryear, man. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. But I think I think, think Arietta is still Arietta is still top. I would say top seven to eight in a national league. Hey, I mean, in a situation like this, you land a Bryce Harper, you may add another piece here or there. If anything. If he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for how last year finished and not making the playoffs and all that, 
it may give him what he needs to come out and be that guy again. I still think he's a good pitcher. I'm just not as high on him as I was when he was with Chicago, man. But I love the Bryce Harper signing in that division. That's a young team. They don't get any older with him being there. They're still young. And they get to battle out with the Braves and the Mets and the rest of that division. I'm looking forward to that one. So am I. It might be very exciting. Right. I agree, man. And I'm going to be watching it close. Uh, Shifting to basketball, man. Something that was talked about all offseason long, going into this season, LeBron to L.A., man. They're about four and a half games out from the eight seed with, what, about 19, 20 games to go? About 19 games to go. What do you think, man? What do you think? I think they get in. Hmm. Over who's who's uh, seven and eight right now? You got um, uh, you got San Antonio at seven. You have the Clippers at eight. They play the Clippers tonight. Hmm. So I think, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, they have at least two more games after tonight. They have one more game with the Clippers. They don't play San Antonio anymore, and Sacramento is sitting in between them right. and. But I think they play Sacramento two more times before the end of the season. So so what about their locker room, man? LeBron's come out, and he's been LeBron. Uh, he hasn't been any different than he has his whole career. He, he has choice comments for the media about his team, about his play, about the situation. Not necessarily in the locker room, but we've all heard him talking, and it sounds like he's trying to get his team on board with his mindset to grind it out and try to get into the playoffs. Where do you fall in all that, man? I think, I think his guys don't, most of his guys, his young guys, his vets have playoff experience. Rondo world championship. Um, Lance Stevenson has gone to the playoffs on several occasions. JaVale McGee championship. Uh, Tyson Chandler extensive run in the playoffs. As a matter of fact, Tyson's a, Tyson has a chip. He has a chip with Dallas. Mm-hmm. Tyson's a world champ. So I think the vets get it. They know what needs to happen to get into the playoffs. I think it's just foreign to some of the young guys because they're having fun. They're getting attention. They're on national television. They're playing basketball. They're receiving a check. I don't think it's as serious to the young guys yet as it is to the vets. Hmm. I, and I think that's the 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 issue in that locker room. Oh, oh. for the chip, They're pushing for the playoffs. But the young guys are saying, "Hey, I don't care as long as I'm averaging twenty something points a game. I'm getting thirty minutes a game. Plus, they're gonna plus their young guys are probably thinking, hey, 'Hey, they're gonna trade me, trade me, gonna try to trade me in the in the, in the um, off season anyway. So I might as well just get mine.'" And I think that's the divide in a locker room. Man, it's, but don't you think that's a two-way street, though? Now, I haven't been able to watch every game. Like, you know, I've been busy with baseball. But with that being said, I have seen some of the stuff we posted on CHHCS. Shout out to CHHCS. If you're not following CHHCS Network, make sure you do it on all social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. But when I look at some of the videos that I've seen, it looks like LeBron's taking a lot of plays off during this playoff run, too. How do you think that bodes with young teammates, veteran teammates that have been there? It's almost as if he's throwing a fit on the floor. Is he he 100% healthy? Did he come back early? It's one of those things. How do you – how does LeBron? How does LeBron play into that? Because he has to take a part as a leader. It's going to be vocal that way. He's going to have to show it on the floor too, and anyone that's seen the videos can see some of his effort is lacking. So, where do you think that comes from? I'm sure some of it comes from frustration, but 
how do you temper that? Well, here's the thing. I mean, you're, 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 you're balancing. Here's the thing. You're, you're trying to manage your energy, right? So, and because he's in LA and things are, and this is the social media generation, things get highlighted. Right. Kobe took, Kobe took plays off in the midst of games. So did Mike, right? Because it was all in a sense of, listen, I can't, I can't play. And it's not an excuse. It's just what it is. I, I, I can't play every play, run the offense, score all the points, um, uh, rebound, pass. I can't do everything. Everybody has a role on the team. And because some of the role plays, and I'm talking about Kobe after the Shaquille years, right before the Gasol got there, right? He took plays off as well. Um, the, so the idea is when, when your team is, a, is supposed to win and your best player puts up a triple-double, and then your second best player or your second highest scoring player puts up 23 points, you should not lose those games. Phoenix, losing to Phoenix, losing to Memphis, that's uncalled for. And that's not – yeah, you point the blame at the leader because at the end of the day, everything um, rises and falls on leadership. So we understand that. Ultimately, leadership is responsible. He's the leader of the team. Luke Walton is the coach, so he takes some blame for it. And then upper management has to take some blame for it too. But the product that they're putting out on the court has not played to its level. Right. It's talent. Right. And that's that's not a LeBron issue. If if anything, if anything, that's a coaching issue. Right. And I would agree with that to a certain extent, but I think it's the exact same thing. If you're going to call out your teammates as a leader, your effort can't be seen like that. Like there's – it's not one playoff. It's not two plays off. It's a lack of effort on the defensive end with a guy shooting a basketball right in front of you. So for me, he has to take some of that blame, all the frustration, all the hurt. I mean, it, it takes me back to the playoffs the year that Ty Lue didn't call the timeout. It was like going into overtime, I knew they were going to lose because he sat there on the bench the whole time. He's upset with Ty Lue. And I get it. I mean, it makes sense. You put your heart and soul into this game and everyone around you doesn't. I just don't think it's an excuse for him to take plays off. Will you see players take plays off? Absolutely. You put a camera on any player, you're going to see it. But during a stretch run where you're trying to get into the playoffs, I I, I wouldn't expect to see that, especially from him. Oh, no. Why, why not? Giannis takes plays off. I mean, James, James Harden takes every playoff on the defensive end. Every playoff on the defensive end of the ball. So here, here's the thing. I mean, I think we make a big deal out of uh, out of something that doesn't make any sense. And and he addressed it when he says, he says, well, if the other team thinks that I'm a defensive liability, let them come at me. Right? He he, he addressed that to the media. And let's let's see what happens. Because at the end of the day, I don't think you, even though he's older, I don't think you want to poke the bear. I I think, you know what I'm saying? I don't think you want to poke the bear because if he has to dig in and get a little bit more, then you, you, you you might see him take this team um, to the playoffs. And I think you're going to see that. Here's the other thing that's lost in here. The other thing that's lost in here is when he came there, he came there with the the assurance from management that he was going to have somebody else beside him that he wasn't going to have to carry a load. And I think when they did not sign Paul George, that was a big, big issue. And then the efforts were, well, okay, at least so it seems, okay, so we can't get Paul George, 
Let's let's see if we can just move this Anthony Davis thing up some more. Right. Um, that all points to the front office. That has nothing to do with players. That's the front office. That's the um, cup check. That's Magic Johnson. That is the young lady that owns the team. Right. <clears throat> they couldn't follow through with what they did. And before LeBron got there, Magic's piece was – he was going to have two max players, and he basically promised to have two max players. And with the with the with the ultimatum, if he couldn't do it in the next three years, then he no longer needed to work there. If you are not currently following CHHTS Network and Grow the Heck Up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, make sure that you do. They're part of the reason that Seek First and Towels even exist to this day. So shout out to CHHCS Network. You can catch Fred and I there as well. Peace. Thank you guys for listening in. If you're following on Anchor, you already know you have the capability to be able to call in and ask questions. Feel free to do so. We will get to those. If you don't follow on Anchor, that's okay, but you can go download the Anchor.fm app and follow Seek First and Towels. Towels also has another podcast on the platform called Towels Talk. He's a money guy. Any of your money needs, he can help you out. He just released a new book as well. Check that out. And you can follow me on The Seek Lot. It's something that I do for young athletes. I'm a baseball coach as well. So make sure you follow us there. Follow us on Instagram. I am Seek First Sports on Instagram. S-E-E-K. The number one S-T. Sports. And then Tiles is Mr. Tiles, T-O-W-L-E-S. Thanks again for listening in to the Seek First and Tiles podcast. We'll catch y'all in a bit.